there. Welcome to A Creative Affair, a collection of conversations exploring creativity through the art of photography and other creative passions. I'm Bree, and I've been creating all my life. My current passion is nature and landscape photography, but I've also created in so many other ways, including handmade jewelry. No, my earrings are not made by me and furniture from my home. Um, I'm also a coach for creative minds, helping passionate artists overcome challenges, achieve goals, and keep creating. And did you know my favorite time of day is that few minutes right at twilight when the earth glows one last time before it goes to sleep. Oh, that's such a gorgeous, gorgeous time, isn't it, actually? uh, Yes. I I love that one, too. And I actually love it more than the one in the morning because uh, I seem to be more present at the one in the evening. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) Yes, that's right. I'm more awake. And uh, I'm Len. I'm an artist from the Blue Mountains in Australia. I went to art school to learn to draw and paint, yet... I came away with a major in photography. How did that uh, happen? <laughs> ah, well, that, I'm glad you asked because it was, um, it was my teachers, uh, my 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 drawing teachers uh, uh, were very very different to my photography teachers. In my photography classes, I felt encouraged and uh, believed in and supported. In my drawing classes, I felt belittled and. Uh, um, that my work wasn't understood or encouraged. And so I switched over from drawing to photography. Anyway, mm. uh, that's a, I think that's a really good conversation to have at another time. We definitely but, need to have that conversation yeah, another time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, did you know, Bree, that I'm a massive tea drinker? Uh, I, I, just, I, I drink tea all day. Actually, uh, I should probably have a bit more water than I do, but tea. I, I love silver tea, not the real silver tea, but um, uh, very, very weak, gentle, soft tea. Um, it's so beautiful. Anyway, that's just a, a, a little bit about me. So anyway, let's move on. That's enough about tea. Um, uh, uh, today, we're going to talk about goals. Yes. We what love a wonderful- goals. We do, don't we? Yes. Uh, uh, what you did a little bit of research on goals, didn't you? What What were the? I think you asked well, people whether they had goals or not. Is that true? Well, I actually asked about projects, but we're actually going to talk about oh. those another time. So maybe the next one. But you know oh. what? This is so fluid for this. These conversations are so fluid for us. Like we actually don't know what the next one is until we finish this one. And then this conversation (laughs) tells us the next conversation to have. So um, that's how creative minds think, right, Len? And that's how life works, doesn't it? Yeah. um, We we plan only so much ahead. And uh, yeah. That's that's really, really special. I was just reading some psychology and uh, 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 about 70% of people regularly set and uh, maintain and work through goals and about 30% don't. Did, did you know that? No, that's interesting. I mm. wonder why so many people make all those goals. Do you have thoughts? Uh, well, uh, by, by saying you're going to do something and then actually doing it, uh, you feel good about yourself. And yeah, uh, I, it's a, yeah. a, a an intrinsic self reward. It's a, it improves my self efficacy. It improves how I see myself, and, and I feel better for it. So it's a maybe for many, it's a pathway to happiness and uh, and a, a sense of achievement. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think there are quite a few reasons to make goals like why do we want to even make them right since we're talking about goals today we're going to talk about like why do we even want to make goals and you're saying it's for you it's like some self-confidence it's um it's to uh for the feeling that you're going to get after Mm. you complete it and maybe even on the way like the journey of completing the goal too like there's something that happens inside us um so i also think another reason that we want to make goals is because 
it gives us direction. Like it does for me anyway. Like it gives my mind a direction to go in. And, um, and, and then, and this is also really important for me personally, um, I get to choose what I create on purpose. And so instead when I, and I'm not saying for, this is for everyone, but when personally, when I make a goal, then I get to choose like my outcome because I'm working on like something specific. And if I don't really have a goal, I'm just kind of letting my mind wander and do whatever it wants. That can be a nice feeling too. For sure, after I'm done with a goal, and we could talk about this later, but when I'm done with a goal, I kind of want to let my mind mind wander for a little bit, like maybe to find its next one. Do you see, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I, I just love that notion of um, um, dipping in and out of them rather than being totally goal focused. I have friends who, who live their whole life goal focused and uh, maybe I do too, to some extent, but uh, I don't spend my whole life on them. Uh, I, I, I love to, to, like a wave, um, yeah. uh, I'll have these moments of where I'm incredibly focused and I'm working exceptionally hard at doing things and uh, ticking off my goals. And other times I, I love to wander and to let them go uh, and, and to, to, to uh, follow my intuition. Uh, and in expanding that just a little bit, is I, I like have a, a bag of them. And I actually, when I'm out taking photographs <laughs> and creating, I have this whole bag of them. And I actually often just dip in, depending on my mood and um, uh, ah. what is presenting around me, uh, which one I actually pick out and work on. And, and sometimes, uh, as exactly as you said, it gives me direction when I'm feeling lost and I have something to turn to. Uh, I actually dip into my bag of them and, and pull it out and off I go. Now, a, a big question would be to ask is uh, how, how to achieve goals? And uh, uh, we know uh, we want to make some. Well, some of us want to make some. And uh, there's some good reasons well, why. Well, first, first a second. Can I just interrupt you for a second, Len? Sorry. Yeah. This is just how it's going to kind of go. I'm just going to interrupt sometimes. First, like, where do our goals come from? Because, yeah, okay, we've made them. But where do they come from? Like, how do they like how do they just appear in our brains to to be like creating them do we just pull them out of the air or what like how do you make your goals ah oh, well i think that's a part of the creative process um being being a creative and i think everybody's creative and uh, I, I i just use that term to bolster my own self-opinion of myself about being creative. Uh, I think we are all creative people. But um, cr uh, imagining things into the future is a very important part of my life. And uh, uh, imagining what a photograph could be as I'm taking it is part of that creative process. And I'm, I'm always making things, whether it's uh, making prints, um, making books, uh, putting together exhibitions, uh, framing things, making greeting cards, um, drawing drawings, uh, writing things. That's a, that's a making as well. And uh, for me, goal setting is a projection of actually wanting to do something into the future and uh, putting out there that I want to actually get to somewhere or to something so for me personally, goal setting is very much about projecting forward as to where I want to be. And it's not necessarily driven by an unhappiness of where I am at, although I think that can be a, a really good thing to work on for goals as well. But it's often a, it's a projection of where I would like to be. Uh, and often that is a, is a thing or an object or something that's quite concrete and solid that I can hang on to. Yeah. 
I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I, um, I was just thinking about some goals that I've made too, um, you know, and having some things come to my mind. And for me, it's like you talk about this wave and how it, you know, ebbs and flows. And I feel like when I'm, after I finished with a goal and I let my mind, that's where the creativity comes in, where I just let my mind kind of wander and I just kind of, you know, do whatever it is that my mind leads me. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like when I get bored, it's this spark. And I think the last time we talked about the creativity, right? The ignition part, like, you know, (laughs) so it's this incubation. And then, and then there, for me, there's this moment where I'm like, I think I need a, I think I need a direction. Like I have this feeling inside me that I need a direction and I want a direction and, and not because I'm going to be happy at the other end, like that. I think it's going to create happiness for me. Um, but because of, I'm going to feel like some sort of accomplishment or, um, some sort of satisfaction in the completion of it, right. That, you know, I can feel happy in the moment right now and while I'm doing it, but there's this thought in me that I want to, I want something. And so then my mind starts going, okay, what is it that I want? What is it that I want to make? Um, what is it that I could do that I've never done before? And that's really fun to think about. Like what, what are my dreams that I might want to make happen? And that, that is the really fun part about goals. And so from those so, uh, those imaginary moments, um, is that where they come from? So you, you're projecting forward and going, what do I want? And then that's where the goal yeah. arises from? Well, I think I'm thinking about what I want and I think about all the things I could dream about. Like this is a creativity part where like I just let my mind wander about all the things I could possibly want to do. Um, and then sometimes one of them, maybe I'll like write it down or whatever, but sometimes one of them will spark an interest and I'll, and I'll just play with it a little bit, right? Maybe it's kind of the beginning of a goal and maybe I need to, you know, tweak it a little to make it into something. And then that's kind of can be how it happens. Or sometimes I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I could get them right away. It could just come into my mind. This is what you should do. And I'm like, okay. And then when it's something I really, really, really believe in, which I think I always want to go after a goal. I really, really, really believe in. Otherwise it's not really a goal worth going after because it's, I don't want to be wishy-washy about it. And my husband actually, um, fun fact, my husband calls me a pit bull. <laughs> He says, you chomp down on something and you don't let go. And I'm like, yes, that is true. (laughs) So so whatever uh, I chomp down on, I want to make sure that I'm going to love it. (laughs) Oh, well, that's that's great to be uh, having this affair with because uh, uh, that uh, means we're going to keep working on this over a long period of time. And uh, uh this ongoing conversation, uh, it does, it takes work and it's hard work to make that happen. But I think that's an incredibly important thing about goal setting and you've actually brought up a, a huge issue there and that's uh, uh, how relevant is it to you and uh, how important is it to you to actually achieve. I've got a very dear friend, uh, his name is Fred Hulls and uh, we spent years teaching together for many, many years when I was a young man. And uh, he used to say to me, you know, Len, the secret to change, it, it's uh, want, it's desire. The only thing that will actually force us to change anything is our, is our innermost desire to do something differently. Uh, so goals can be about changing things. Uh, who we are and how we do things, or about um, creating or making um, and, and doing things. Uh, like a, a, a really simple goal would be to, to go and visit a place and photograph it. Uh, and that's one that I regularly set with myself, uh, even having a, a bucket list of places to visit in the world. 
Oh, there's a, that's a, a beautiful goal. And, um, uh, but <laughs> My bucket list keeps to, growing, so I have to pick them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. And, and sorting out through them uh, is a, a, a very important thing as to, because there, there is so many, isn't there? And some yeah. do not fit in that category of, yes, we need to change them or work on them. And they, they disappear and they flit through our mind as a, a, an imaginary moment and then disappear back off into the ether. And other ones uh, really surface there because we have this desire to, to grab onto them and they're important to us and they're in our direction of our life and where we want to go and what we want to do. So we grab onto them. And I love that analogy of a pit bull. Yes, grab onto them with all your teeth and don't let go uh, <laughs> until you achieve them. And uh, that bit of stubbornness is fantastic for achieving goals, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, it is. And there's so much, I just think there's so much mind work that we do to reach our goals, but also there's a lot of like, it, it's a goal setting, achieving goals is a combination of what our brains do combined with what we actually do do, like physically, right? To, uh, to achieve the goal. So let's talk about that. Like, how do we actually, like, once we make a goal, how do we actually get this done? And we later we'll give some examples of some, of some different goals that both me, you know, you and I have done, or maybe some other people have done. Um, but like, how do we actually get there, Len? Well, this is being stubborn is very helpful on, the, on this one. Uh, but th <laughs> that's about motivation, isn't it? Um, yeah. uh, and it's also probably a, a deep part of our psychology, uh, of our inner self, that we love uh, actually setting them and achieving them. And we've actually created a mindset in our lives over a long period of a time of setting them and achieving them. And I think that's why there's that ratio of 70 to 30%. There's a percentage of the population that doesn't actually um, uh, find it that rewarding and has never had just maybe never discovered the joy in it. Or it's not just for them. But for other people, it's become a, a way of life. And uh, as a creative, uh, I find it, it drives me along. And I know that I'm very, very goal-orientated my whole life. Uh, in everything that I do, uh, I actually set out little and create little goals and then achieve them because uh, I feel good about myself from doing so. And as you said, it gives me my mind direction and it gives me my physical yeah. direction when I'm doing things as well. Yeah. So... Um, one of the things that I find so interesting about goals and when I, when I set a goal, um, one thing I love to do, and now as a coach, I actually help my clients do this too, is when, when there is a particular goal, um, and you and I talked about this. We always make notes, right? So you write it down. First, First, I always think you have to love why you're doing it. Otherwise, it's really, you talked about that desire. We have to love why we're doing it. Otherwise, it's not going to really sustain us for the long term if our motivation for doing it is just kind of like wishy-washy or if it's maybe mm -hmm. um, something we don't totally believe in. Um, so I think that that's a, that's a real huge reason is to l figure out why you're making the goal and then also, and then love that reason. But I think an, an, another thing that I love to do, and I was going to say, I, I'll help my clients do is write down, write the goal down. So you, you and I talked about writing it down, right? Saying it out loud to someone, you're just announcing that it's happening. And then I love writing down all the obstacles to create, to making it happen. Like what are all the things that will get in my way of achieving it? Because the ultimate goal for me is like achieving the thing. And so I kind of want to know up front all of my obstacles we don't always know how it's going to happen. Like, have you ever completed a goal, Len, that you know exactly how it was going to happen and it went that way? Uh, no, no, no. That's a, such a hard thing to do. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, this is a thing about um, artists. So many artists talk about 
that uh, when they're actually working on it, uh, as you're progressing, it tells you where to go. You know, if you're painting a painting as your goal, uh, that as you're working on the painting, it actually helps guide you and tells you what to do next and also getting to that point of finishing it. And uh, I suppose uh, over the years I've learnt not to be so prescriptive that uh, yeah. having a, a looser one with quite clear outcomes but without over-imagining it, um, becoming, making it too specific in a sense um, uh, or too over-visualised, uh, as part of that, path. I think that's so the that, right that... word, right? Because, because we, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you again, Lynn. We do want to be really specific about the goal, right? But being yes. specific about how we get there, maybe, maybe spare their specifics on the way, but being so prescriptive, like you said, about how we're going to do it, maybe not, maybe that's not the like the way the goal is actually achieved. A, a really good metaphor for this is, is going to take a photograph, isn't it? And some people uh, will imagine the full photograph before they even arrive at the scene and they've, um, they figure it all out in their mind and then they go and actually orchestrate it and it falls into place. Uh, I can't do that. And it just doesn't work for me. And uh, maybe my active imagination isn't helpful there. But I, I'll go with just a, a vague idea. And then when I'm there and present, I'll, I'll let the my own emotions and my relationship with the landscape uh, or whatever it is that I'm photographing guide me to to an outcome. So... Yeah, I've I've learned to to really back off on the visualization part of what I'm creating uh, when it comes to goals, uh, and uh, I, I keep them uh, looser so that I can flow uh, along them and um, uh, see where they where they take me. Yeah, I. Um... I just had a, I was just thinking that if whenever I kind of try to set myself up like that with the expectation and lining it all up. And, and by the way, I've since learned not to do that at all because if I, if I do, if I allow myself, if I give myself a know the kind of what it needs to look like at the end and start myself off in the right path without so being so prescriptive, then it actually turns out so much more amazing than I ever thought it could because I've left <laughs> so many possibilities open, right? It's kind of like chomping down like a pit bull on the end part, but not knowing like, it's kind of, it's kind of strange not to know exactly how you're going to do something. It's kind of, it is scary to make a, make a goal to do something and then really not know exactly how it really is going to happen at all. Right. Oh, I, I totally <laughs> agree with you. And it's so, and that's why I was laughing and giggling and smiling here is that it's so exciting not to know uh, exactly where it's going to be or, um, you know, it's like wandering, a, 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 a down the road, uh, um, and having a bit of a map but having it perfectly planned out is such a different journey to going, oh, oh, that's an interesting path down there. I wonder what's down there. And I'm just going to take some time out to wander down there to see what's there. And uh, by doing so, you find out and discover so many more things about it. I, I'm, as we're talking, I'm, I, I do think examples uh, is such a good way to talk about this. And uh, uh, one would be, for me, is an exhibition. Uh, I just book an exhibition and, and I don't imagine it fully or even have the title when I book it and it becomes a, 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 a time-fixed goal that I have to work on because I've made a, such a huge commitment to it and I haven't imagined what's in there yet. 
I have some ideas and they're floating around, but it's not fixed or set in stone. And in fact, uh, the day before I'm hanging it, I'm still changing and reprinting stuff and reframing and I have to do the catalogue <laughs> once it's hanging. Now, I'm serious. That's how I work. I, I, I love having, uh, having the goal of, yes, I'm going to do it and I lock it in and then I work uh, as hard as I yes. can to actually achieve it without having it too fixed at the very, very beginning. Uh, it's such a special way of working I, and it, it's rewarding for me. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you know, an exhibition is near and dear to my heart. Um, but <laughs> I, what's funny is like, we see, we see these people and what they've created, like, you know, on the outside, right? Like if I came to one of your ex exhibitions, I might think, Oh, Len has that all together. He knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> and because the finished product looks put together and done, but only because that's just how it ended up, right? I, I, I think so many times we see what other people are doing and we compare ourselves. Like they're, they must have every, they must know everything to do. And I'm just telling everyone who's listening, it's, for like 99% of the time, it is not true. Like, you know, the night, if you've ever been in a play, the night before, you know, you've got the dress rehearsal, it's a mess, right? And so even up until the, the show goes on, you think it is, this is not going to work. And then it does. It's like, it's kind of like magic when everything just comes together in a beautiful way, because you've done all the preparation, you've let your creativity kind of take control. And, and then just things, because we're working on them and doing the things right they just end up working out right but they don't mm. work out unless we start them so. that's right and uh <laughs> you have to make all those uh mistakes and uh yeah. experiment at, and take experimentational risks to figure out what the final thing is going to be and that's a, a play or something like that is a perfect example. You know, you do the last run through before it goes live and there's uh, so many little mistakes in there and you think at the end, like, how in the hell are we going to pull off the next one? But by doing that, you actually sort out all those things and you're more attentive to those mistakes to make sure they don't happen in the, in the real one. And then when you actually go for gold or that real... Um, performance, the live one or the exhibition or whatever it is, uh, there's an extra amount of adrenaline rush and uh, there's an extra attention to detail and there's also a whole lot of uh, little amazing creative moments that seem to fix so many of the things that uh, you had to experiment to to get there to, to try in beforehand. And I think when we're talking about how to achieve these goals, um, working out a, 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 a process and a practice for you in the long run so that you become comfortable with it is so, so important. And uh, maybe how we achieve goals could be a different answer for each person, do you think, Bree? Well, this is a podcast about creativity. So I assume that everyone will have um, their own way of actually achieving the goal, right? But there are some kind of universal things that we can that we can do, right? And so, and we've kind of touched on a couple of them. Um, and so can we talk about smart goals? Oh, we can. Uh, yes. I think that's a, a good thing to do. Which one of us is going to describe them? Well, we've had, we've had, so, you, you do it. Cause, cause here's the thing, <laughs> Len, as an educator and, and I know what smart goals are, but as an educator, you have so much more experience in helping your students, like showing your students how to do this. So you teach all of us. I'll be your student. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> smart, smart's just an acronym and uh, it's a model 
the SMART goals are just a model. And so that means it's a, a loose framework that you could choose to use to help structure your goals and think about them. Uh, it's not a, um, it doesn't have to be prescriptive, but it's a useful framework to think about. And uh, you might even, if you look at other um, uh, different models and theories, there might be other things that you might like to add in there. And we're gonna add a few extra in ourselves uh, as well. But uh, it's, it's a very old sort of system. Anyway, SMART stands for, uh, S is for specific, SMART M, is for measurable, A is for attainable, and R is for relevant, and, and time, a T is for time uh, limited or time framed. Um, and I've just started losing my scroller thing there, which is um, <laughs> well. Uh, I'll talk about specific. Bit. We, we talked about specific goals and, and being very specific about what it is and without being so like necessarily prescriptive on how it has to happen, right? So give us like, like I think an example of a goal we might, um, like give us an example of a goal that we might want to set. Getting to know uh, my camera better so that I'm, I'm more in control of my camera. Could we make that like specific? Like, how could yes. we make that actually specific? Just, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, what do you, well, you have to sit down and work out what it is that you need to know about your camera. Oh, you know what? Maybe because I kind of did this when I was learning, like I'm saying this in quotes, like learning photography a couple of years ago when I actually like bought my camera. But I I was like, OK, I want to get better at using it. Um, I want to be able to go out in the field and be able to set up and to set up and take a picture just within like a couple of minutes. Like and but when we're when we're still learning everything, it can take so much longer because we don't know, because we don't have the skills. And so being able to say, you know, maybe we don't have a specific time, but we're like, okay, I, this is what I want to do. I want, I want, I want to learn my camera so I can go and do this, right? So do this specific thing. I want to be able to just be out, out in the field. Like, you know, you and I both are nature landscape, you know, photographers or artists. I know, I know you love being an artist, Lynn. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we can go out into the field and make an, and be able to be set up to make an image all with just a few minutes. And that kind of takes away some of the pain, right? And I think that's a great goal to have, right? If you're struggling with some technical things, what a, you know, I don't want to have a lot of pain in the field. So I think that that could be a good specific one. Um, now there's a really, um, uh, a good way of achieving that would be to actually spend time with your camera, not actually taking photographs, but getting to know it. And uh, uh, so your goal is to improve uh, your ability to use your camera and understand how it works. Uh, Bruce Barnum actually has a, a lovely exercise called camera cuddle. And uh, <laughs> you, you, you sit in your lounge chair and uh, you do this over a period of time you know, maybe uh, 10 minutes or, or, or a half an hour every day or maybe three times a week over a, a, a longer period, so going over a month or so, and you actually practice and playing using your camera uh, until you get to unconscious competence. So you want to get to that um, ability to to be able to change the aperture and the ISO and the uh, the shutter speed and focus and move your focus points around and uh, uh, turn your camera on and off without having to think about it. And uh, that is an incredible uh, uh, way of actually doing that. So that would be a, a, a really good example of how to actually achieve uh, your goal. 
Yeah. And, and here's the thing with this kind of a goal, like say that was the goal, right? It's measurable. Like I can say, I'm going to be able to set up within two minutes, right? Cause we like, when we're talking about a smart goal, we need something that's measurable, right? Attainable. Yeah. That sounds realistic, right? Is it realistic? Can you do that? Right. And then that, I love the camera cuddle. <laughs> I just pause for a second and say how much I love the camera cuddle. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so, um... I can feel it. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, I might have to do that tomorrow. <laughs> and so, and then relevant, the R, right? Like, is it worthwhile? Well, yeah, because then it saves me so much time and pain. I'm out of the, you know, field um, and, and time limited. Like, is this going to go on forever? Well, I, I actually, and maybe this goes to our, the next kind of goal we could make. I have this trip I'm going to do in two months. I'd really like to be proficient by then. I'd like to have that done by then. And then we do all the things, including, you know, figuring out what are some of the steps that I need to do to attain the goal. And this is where the creativity comes in because, you know, you can talk to people. I can't tell you exactly what that's going to look like for you to learn your camera. This is the beautiful thing. It's your journey. It's like all of our journey is the actual doing of the goal and what we learn from it on the way. And, um, and it's going to look so different for everyone. Mm. And uh, by by making them uh, specific and uh, actually figuring out what they're going to, to do, um, by making them measurable, attainable, and time-limited, uh, they're things that means that we can um, achieve them. So the part of this whole thing about having a, a SMART goal is actually making it, or well, they call it attainable, isn't it? That you can actually reach it. So the the, the smaller and uh, easier it is to uh, achieve, uh, the easier it is to to tick off. So a really good advice for someone who isn't who doesn't do a lot of goals uh, in their life is actually to small, make them small and do sort of baby steps. And then step up to to much bigger ones and uh, stronger ones, but that's the big ones that really uh, capture me. Uh, I must like admit impossible that, goals. Yeah, yeah, an exhibition or um, I, I love this notion of impossible goals. And Bree, you introduced me to this as an as an idea, and I'm so thankful for that. And I can't wait for us to spend a, a whole episode talking about uh, impossible goals, but. Uh, we want to have a, do you want to tell us a little bit about them right now? Yeah, we can decide if we want to have a whole episode about it or not. So, so, um, so I actually, I, I completed an impossible goal and, and the whole thing about an impossible goal is that it is a goal that when we make it, we, it is not um, yet achievable. So, and I've talked about this on multiple platforms, but, uh, when I, I bought a camera in December of 2019 and decided I would spend the whole year of 2020 completing an impossible goal of have hosting, uh, having my own gallery show. And for sure, like a gallery show, like you talk about having a gallery show and I look at you and I'm like, well, of course you have a gallery show, Len. You've done all of this work. All you have to do is like pull things into a theme and like make it all work. I literally had zero and didn't even know how to, st to use my camera. So, so, and, and the beautiful thing about an impossible goal that I actually really love is that it scares you like to to do to <laughs> like, I love and, that. And, right? Isn't it kind of fun to have a goal that's so big that it's just kind of scary that you think no way not not like not that the completing of it scares you, right? But like a goal so big, that's like some crazy dream that you're like, if I complete that, that would be 
so incredible. I would be a different person. And But right now, it's so impossible that it sounds so scary. And so that's kind of where I was. And and it was was through a program I was doing. And I was challenged to create this impossible goal. And I thought, why not? And then the creating of it was really interesting how we talked about before. Where did it come from? I was like, well, okay, I'm going to create one. And I just thought of it. And I was like, I want to do photography. It's like my dream. And okay, fine. It just popped into my head. And I told my family, I'm going to do a gallery show. And then I went to an event and I said, I told all of my friends, which I never do. I'm going to create, I'm going to create a gallery. I'm going to do a gallery show in my house. And they were like, what? You don't even do photography, do you? And so, (laughs) so, um, and so that is the amazing thing about an impossible goal is it's so scary, but so amazing at the same time. But I do want to say something about this. Um, whether or not we create an impossible goal, like an impossible goal is actually made up of a lot of smart goals because, and, and so many times we go out to like, and in the completing of it, we, we fail, we make mistakes and, you know, we do all these things, right. But we want to do a little bit on the way that seems pretty attainable, like figuring out your camera, which is why that was so relevant to me personally, because you need those little wins along the way. Uh, definitely. And uh, this ability to break things down uh, is so important. And uh, uh, if we do set these really huge big picture ones, and I, I absolutely love this notion of impossible goals because you're, you're reinforcing that you can achieve the impossible. Um, and, and it's not really an impossible goal because you're going to make it happen. But it's a, a little bit of a, a mind trip going on there. And I, I love that. Yeah. And uh, I totally <laughs> <For> enjoy sure. <laughs> that. And we're going to talk about that again uh, further on. But uh, if <laughs> setting these big goals, um, breaking them down into small little steps um, that are achievable, that are smart, if you like, uh, makes them... Um, uh, rewarding and uh, uh, shows us the path or actually takes us along the path to getting to wherever we're trying to achieve. And, and it is such a, um, uh, a small part. Like a, a, another really beautiful metaphor is a, a goal of building a house and yet it has to be broken down into all of these tiny little steps and you have to start by digging the foundations. Uh, after after you've got the plans approved and all those sort of things, but uh, and then there's all these different people and and little bits all all bought in, and we actually have a project manager for that, don't we? And so, yeah, uh, to to achieve these really huge ones, we have to actually project manage ourselves, and and that's what the whole <laughs> point of of making a a, a smart goal is uh, by breaking it down and figuring out, well, what are the actual little steps that I need to do to get there uh, and making them explicit to us uh, so we, we actually know when we've achieved them and, and so that we can actually yeah. move on to the next one and uh, uh, well, rewarding ourselves by achieving them. Yeah, because that's what we want right? Like we want the satisfaction of the completing. And you know, the other little mind trick is we get the satisfaction of completing it, but it's actually the doing of it. The, the little, like, you know, it's a little trite, but the doing that have the journey on the way to completing the goal is what is actually like, I think the most important it's where we have the most growth. And if we want to grow on a personal level, right. Or like in any way, (laughs) having a goal to complete, whether it's small or big really, really does, uh, add to our, it, it really helps us it adds to our personal growth in such a huge way. Um, Lynn, I have a question for you. Oh, yeah, please, please ask away. What goal, I know there's more than one, but what one goal are you working on right now? Um, what goal am I working on right now? Um, 
doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, uh, but one of the goals I'm working on now is becoming comfortable with the sound of my own voice. And uh, oh, so, yeah, being a podcast is part of that. Um, another one uh, is actually, which is probably more relevant for people listening, is the publication of my work into printed matter uh, other than just photographic prints. And so uh, launching a, 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 month, a quarterly journal is the first step in that um, process. And, and the next one is to actually release my first self-published books. And uh, we're actually desktop publishing two books at the moment. And they're goals that um, I've had for many, many, many years. T to see myself in a book uh, is something that I I've wanted to do for a very, very long time. Uh, whereas having an exhibition, uh, they're things that I've, I've been doing for the last, you know, 20 or 30 years. Uh, actually getting them into print, uh, uh, you know, originally that goal might have been to have a publisher, but I've, you know, uh, to break it down to something that's more achievable and a little bit easier to do is is to do it myself. And to be able to do it myself, I've actually had to create a, a large enough following so that I can uh, print a, a run that's big enough that becomes affordable and to set it all out. Yeah. So that's a goal that I'm actually working on right at the moment. And uh, uh, and, and you've identified some obstacles. Oh, there's been some huge ones. And uh, these obstacles, uh, some of them uh, are maybe insurmountable. So you, you go around them and you find... Uh, a, other ways to, to do things and, and keep changing. And I, I didn't start off with the, the fully imagined book in my mind. The goal was about um, actually doing something uh, with them and then trying to figure out where it all fits in. Uh, and what I found, Brie, and this is absolutely fascinating, and instead of just one book, I suddenly realised through this process of unpacking it and uh, sorting out this book that there's actually 10 or 20 books in me. <laughs> and this is really How amazing. exciting. If you had just yeah, if you had just said, I'm just going to make the one book, this is exactly how it's going to go, yes, then exactly. yep. you might not have been led in that direction uh, at all, right? And also, this is part of the creativity, too, is when we come upon an obstacle, right, is to get creative instead of, like, letting that stop us, right? Because we could think, oh, well, we can't get past that, like that. And this is all about the mind work that we do, right? But figuring out, using our creative brains to figure out how to go around that and in a creative way, there's like 99.9% .9 of the time, there's always a solution. And I love mm -hmm. that. I love that we can have the confidence to know that we can figure those things out. And you know what I discovered? If I what? don't know how to figure it out, some other really, really smart person does. And so I just oh. find that person and ask them. Oh, Brie, you've just nailed something that's so special there. And that's the power of collaboration. And, you know, uh, that's our dream for uh, our, the creative affair that we're having here. Yes. Is about collaborating. And there's so much power in collaboration. So my first two books are both collaborations. And I'm actually working with other people to make them happen because I know that um, if I was slogging away on this by myself, um, I would probably lose the motivation to, to get all the way through. And that's what's happened in the past is um, things, a lot of my goals have fallen flat um, through the lack of that want to finish them because it's hard work along the way but by collaborating Sometimes with someone it is oh uh, suddenly I've, I'm responsible to someone else uh, suddenly I've uh, I've told and they're included in my goal and it's suddenly a journey with more than just one 
And uh, I find that incredibly motivating and, and so, so powerful. Uh, I work with a, um, my assistant and she does the design, so I become accountable to her. I'm working with writers and uh, I've actually, for one of the books, uh, we collaborated on the photographs and so we did uh, um, dances with trees and so I collaborated with a, a dear friend of mine, Jodie Rose. Uh, actually, she used to dance in New York there for... Um, uh, the opera, or not the, for the uh, dance company over there. Anyway, it's uh, dancers play, dancing with beautiful trees. And we've been working on this for three years now. Yeah. But collaboration is a really important part of it. Now, let's coming back to our SMART goals. That's, that's me figuring out how I like to work and how do I make sure that I actually achieve them. So one is bringing in other people and um, writing them down or saying them publicly actually is, is a, becomes a, a means to actually become much more targeted on them and to, to keep them up in my forefront of where I'm going every day because we still have to um, show up for work each day and, and keep slogging away on the small things to get to this these really huge big picture ones. Yeah. Yeah, I find it's really helpful to talk about it. I mean, I'm a talker anyway, but actually before I did this big one, I kind of kept my little goals to myself because then I always had the option of not doing them because no one knew. <laughs> and so, right? Yeah, it's isn't a beautiful way to cop out, isn't me? it? Yes. Yes. And so, and so I knew, and I, I really have never done that before. I knew as soon as I, as soon as I decided I was going to do this show, I just told everyone. I mean, I called, I mean, I emailed people on their podcast and said, Hey, let's chat. And so I put it out there to everyone. And so many more people knew about it. And I was like, well, I guess I'm on the hook for making some images during a pandemic and then making a gallery show. And I have no idea what that will look like in my house and how, you know, like, and they're so just all the little problems to solve. Um, but you know, here's the thing too, I said 2020 and and I was I wanted to talk quickly about the time thing. I personally believe that it's better to like we want to have something that's a time restriction, right? Like like say when you're going to complete it. Like I'm going to complete it. It's going to this is going to take me 6 months to do. I'm going to have it done by June 1, right? Or I'm going to do it during the first quarter. Whatever it is. But I believe it is better to change the time if you need a little extra time because sometimes we don't know the obstacles that will be in our way. Sometimes we can't, you know, we, we can't always, you know, predict. But I think it's better to push the time a little than change the goal because I feel like if we change the goal to meet the time, we might be cheating ourselves a little bit of the satisfaction of actually doing the whole goal that we like that we decided to do. I'd rather it take me an extra month or six months to do than, and for sure we want to say like, okay, at a certain point, like we want to achieve it. Right. But I'd rather extend that and make the dream happen that I really want to have happen. Can I, um, can I mention something here? Uh, I spent many, many years writing educational programs and, uh, you know, I had 70 staff and hundreds of kids running around the bush at one time um, working on them. <laughs> yeah, you did. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we actually always, do you know, Brie, we always only wrote the program on one side of the sheet of paper and we left the back blank. And, and goals are like this too because the reality of what we actually nice. did was always different from the plan. And on the back, we could actually write the program as it actually really happened. And I like to think about this in my goal setting, um, that it's a, a movable goal. 
that um, it, it can change and flex and move. And uh, I think that you're onto something really, really special here is that, hey, well, if the, the time frames are not working, um, maybe I move that. Or maybe I've um, overstretched in this little bit and I need to shift it around a little bit. Or, or just say that you're, you know, you're one for running this exhibition in your home and you're telling everybody and, and suddenly someone says to you, ah, oh, do you know, I'm the director of the, um, uh, the regional art gallery here in Texas in Austin for you. Um, how about you take the main room? Now, there's suddenly this, this huge opportunity to shift focus and to let go of um, the one that you set because it's an opportunity that's presented because you've been talking about what you're doing. And, and then uh, you'd be really silly to be a bulldog in that moment. You, you need to let go of that one and grab the next one, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, and, and, and that's... And so excitedly yeah, and too. That's the thing. <laughs> Right. That my eyes perked up. I was like, oh my gosh, that would be fabulous. And, and I had said in my home because I didn't I, like where all, like I have, like I had kind of have the space. Um, and I also, because of some various reasons, I also thought about doing it in a different space. And I checked those out and decided my home was actually my favorite venue. Um, which by the way, it was very fitting because I decided to title my exhibition Portraits of Home. And so why not? Um, and, but that, that I didn't know what that was going to be at the beginning. I didn't know at all, right? I didn't, I didn't say, this is what I'm calling it and this is what I'm doing and this is exactly how it has to be. And I love that we can be um, so focused but also so flexible when we do this. And I love that it gives my brain something to really, you know, really go for and focus on. So great. It is, isn't it? It's uh, absolutely amazing. Um, I've actually, I teach a lot. Obviously, it's my career. It's, uh, that's my whole life is being a teacher and uh, I'm always mentoring people. And uh, I actually try to get my students to be always setting goals. And as a teacher, I take responsibility. Um, um, I take responsibility uh, for setting goals for my students. But that's another whole different issue. Um, but getting them to set their own is so, so important. And I, I push and I ask and... Uh, I get them to um, do all those smart things uh, to make them specific, to make them measurable, to make them achievable, to make them um, uh, time-framed, uh, and to write them down, to make them public, to tell other people. And do you know what one of my absolute favourite ones that I try to talk people into, when, particularly when they're studying with me for over a whole year, uh, and that's to create a calendar. And uh, the reason that I... I'm, I'm, I get so excited about a calendar for people to do is that uh, it has so many restrictions built into it that are so, so beautiful. Like you need 12 photos. Um, well, the, the assumption is it's going to be for 12 months. So you use 12 photos, one photo for every month. And uh, there's also uh, uh, an assumption that they should all speak together and go together as a series of work. And uh, they, that is a, an example of a really beautiful, smart goal and uh, um, actually producing something. And then it becomes time limited because you want to have it out in the shops um, in September. And if you're going to get a print run done, you actually have to have it in the printer by July. Um, so you need to be working so on it the year before. <laughs> you have to be working at it the year before. You can't be – this is one yeah. you can't start – well, you can start next the year afters in November, but you can't start the one for next year at the end of the year. But I, uh, people that have I done that... I was just thinking... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, people that have done that, uh, it's just amazing because it, it helps them stay incredibly focused on what they're doing and uh, it works so well. I've got a whole drawer of them. From that my students have made, and they're absolutely Some... the most stunning, beautiful things. What were you going to say? Someday Brie? I'm going to visit. 
I well, was going to say, one, <laughs> someday I'm going to visit and see all of these fabulous things. But two, I was also just thinking, too, um, you don't have to be a photographer to make a calendar like you could be a, a painter and make digital images and put them on your calendar, um, you know, or you could, uh, you could do any kind of, um, like not just painting, but like sketching or whatever. So you could do that. There are other ways to do, uh, to make goals if you aren't a photographer, right? Like, uh, like any kind of exhibition, you could be a photographer or, um, you know, or some other kind of artist. I'm, I, um, I'm, <laughs> In my former life, I was a musician. <laughs> I don't play as much anymore. <laughs> but you could create your own. Um, you could create your own performance. You could decide you want to make a YouTube video of a few, you know, uh, music pieces that you love. Um, you know, there's there's just so many things that that we can do, and that that are specific, that are time limited, um, and that might be really amazing and give us a, some really amazing um, growth. What else? What else are some other ideas of some oh, some things well, we as creatives can do? I was just thinking about imagine if I was a poet. Um, imagine a calendar of poetry. Now that'd be an Ooh. interesting thing to um, uh, to go out on outside the box. I've got a, a, a couple of friends, uh, uh, Gail and Petey, and they um, are musicians. And their goal um, over the last year was to make a record a new song and put it on YouTube um, once a week. And so it became a Sunday goal. And interesting. Uh, the once a week gave them the reg regular regularity to keep doing it weekly, and uh, uh, interestingly, that it, it had a, had a peak and a wave, and uh, eventually uh, uh, an ending, and uh, a time came for it to stop being produced. And uh, but uh, an audience grew up around it, and people used to say because uh, it was public, hey. Where's this week's? Have you done it yet? Like, we're really sitting here excited, waiting for you to to, to do it. And uh, involving other people is uh, such a, a beautiful way of um, motivating ourselves, isn't it? Yeah, and, and the truth is we don't have to do any of it alone. Like, yeah, it's our goal, like on a personal level, but, you know... I, I just think is it, and one of the reasons you and I are doing this podcast is to is to have conversation and and you know be part of the community, and um, you know there's a whole community whichever you know whichever art you are involved in, there are whole there are whole communities available to you that can support us. Like for me, you know that can support me and my goal, and we just want to, you can either go out and seek those and find those, or you probably already have them right now. So none of these things we ever have to do alone. And I just think that that's, I just think that's really special, um, to have people there cheering us on. So. Yes. I, I hope that. we get some fans uh, cheering us on because, uh, that'll be so exciting. But you're, you're <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. This is about us learning um, ourselves and growing ourselves and uh, contributing back to the community that has helped us. Uh, I, I've only got here um, through uh, working with other people, through learning from them uh, and having a support network. Uh, uh, and uh, luckily uh, we're in a time period where the internet uh, has been so crucial in that um, and uh, the support I've had over the internet from, from friends that I've just met uh, on the internet uh, has been a very important part of that. Uh, and uh, I could, we could spend hours just talking about that support network. But uh, <laughs> collaboration. Yeah, we could, couldn't we? We might do ah, that one yeah, day. We're, we're, oh, we can add that to our list, Brie. <laughs> <We. three. laughs> I think it's on the list. I think it's oh, on the it? list. And if you have any, as listeners, any um, uh, thoughts, you know, maybe some of this conversation has sparked thoughts for you about what might be some interesting topics for us um, to talk about, like what you would like to hear discussed, message us. Um, Lynn, I 
really love having these conversations with you. And our our collaboration was born over the internet, wasn't it? Yes, it has was, and I love them too. This, it's magic. It's a, it's an absolute highlight. Yeah, it is really. It's been it's been really beautiful to share that. Um, so we have questions for you as listeners. Do you have a goal? Is it one big one or maybe a few small ones or maybe just one small one or maybe you don't have one at all? And if so, we invite you to make one and then go get it, go achieve it. And we'll all be here as a community to support you. It'll be awesome. So we also invite you to keep our conversation going um, and your creative passion flowing by engaging in our conversation with other people. You can um, start rooms on Clubhouse. We might do that in the near future. Um, and also with us too. You can email us at create at a creative affair podcast.com. And also, if you want help overcoming obstacles to achieve your goals, you can go to my website, creativemindscoach.com, and sign up for a discovery call, and I can show you how to create something amazing and feel amazing doing it. I just love helping people do that, create, uh, create and achieve goals. So amazing. Wow, wonderful. And uh we're doing that in, in this process as well, aren't we? We're helping um, that and we're very, yeah. very happy to help you take that further uh, outside of this as well. And did you know I publish Lens Journal? It's a, a beautiful printed limited edition quarterly journal, only available to subscribers. Uh, it's printed in six colours. It's absolutely so, so gorgeous. It celebrates creative photography. Uh, it's about works in series. So uh, a collection that all talks to each other uh, and has meaning as a series. Um, I also run uh, a photography school where I do workshops and tours and mentoring. And I actually have uh, over 100 hours of videos on there on developing your photographic practice. Uh, uh, there's a whole lot of um, courses on composition. And in fact, there's over 30 hours just on photographic um, and visual composition. Anyway, uh, you can find that at lensschool.com. Uh, so if you want to track me down, there I am. As always, uh, there are links to everything here in our show notes. Uh, please visit us at a creative affair podcast.com. Uh, if you've enjoyed the, this episode, uh, please be sure to subscribe and follow us um, with your favourite podcast app and tell other people. And we encourage you to have conversations uh, with us, include us, and with other people and to, to really work on those networks. Um, talk to people. It's so, so special. Well, well, Bree, until next time, enjoy, have fun with your gorgeous photography, with your beautiful art, and all your various creative passions that inspire us all. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> anyway, well, for now, it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> Len, I love your passion. <laughs> and from me, that's why we call this a creative affair. And I'm going to say goodbye now. Until next time. See you next time, Len. Bye. Bye. Bye.